This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, saving your day from boredom with the best podcasting entertainment. What's up, what's up, real MVPs, Ricky Widmer here, along with fellow man-child, Johnny Carlin. And we're back. This is like two weeks in a row, like, it has been two weeks since technically three, if you count the week, like in between three weeks since you and I have sat at a podcasting table. Yep. It's been a while. I don't I don't remember why you missed the first time. I didn't feel I think good. you had a convention or something. No. Was, uh, oh, that's two right. Problem. You weren't feeling good two weeks ago. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come in. I'm going to do a solo cast. It was fun to do that. Oh, did you? And then last week I had, or as we've said on Too Old the Game, I had the dysentery. Um, from Oregon Trail, and I was out for basically a week. The dysentery is now gone. Death I have kicked out of my house. He came in, slept on my couch, tried to take me, but I wouldn't let him take me. And now I am back in the podcasting booth. Johnny and I are back for another edition of the Rick and Johnny podcast where we look at what, Johnny? We look at everything nerdy under the nerd, or everything under the two nerdy sons. I was trying to set Don't you up for it. Spot. Johnny, Johnny's giving me those eyes like, oh, I wasn't ready for this. But I, we're looking I, at I every- don't do that. This is your thing. We're looking at everything nerdy. Trying something new today with a first topic, but I'll get into that in a second. After we go through our housekeeping, number one, if you want to help support the channel more so than you guys already do by watching and listening to our podcast, make sure to check out patreon.com backslash most valuable podcast. If you join the $10 tier, you can join a podcast each and every month and talk about what you want to talk about. Also, you can go check out our store link down below in the description, or you can find it on our website where you can get an awesome MVP t-shirt. That store also at mostvelopodcast.com where you can catch MVP each and every day. And then last but not least, if you're on Apple Podcast, on iTunes, you have either or, make sure to give the Rick and Johnny Podcast a five-star rating and let us know why you like listening to the podcast each and every week. But Johnny, we got a jam-packed show today. We're talking about Game of Thrones today. We're talking about Avengers 4 today after Ant-Man, a little Quantum Realm And then we're also talking about a topic that we usually don't dive into, but because it's about an actor that both you and I have talked about, he's been in the DC movies, he's playing Superman right now, we're going to take a look, and this is the first topic we'll dive into, is we're going to take a look at comments made by Henry Cavill this week, really about, like, they're saying it's about the Me Too movement, but I don't think it's necessarily about me too it just has to deal with me too here's the exact comments we'll just get them out there this was in an interview with gq australia and here's the quotes from cnn they say while the actor said stuff has changed absolutely in terms of men's behavior he also added it's important to also retain the good the good things which were a quality of the past and get rid of the bad things. There's something wonderful about a man chasing a woman. There's a traditional approach to that, which is nice. I think a woman should be wooed and chased, but maybe I'm old-fashioned for thinking that. He also goes on to say, it's very difficult to do that if there are certain rules in place because then it's like, well, I don't want to go up and talk to her because I'm going to be called a rapist or something. So you're like, forget it, 
I'm going to call an ex-girlfriend instead and then just go back to a relationship which never really worked. But it's way safer than casting myself into the fires of hell because I'm someone in the public eye. And if I go and flirt with someone, then who knows what's going to happen. End quote. And before I ask you, Johnny, what your first thoughts are to kind of kick this off, I want to say one thing and I want to kind of set this up as the precedence. When we have a conversation like this, I like to treat it as a conversation. Mm -hmm. You and I are not giving like, of course, we're giving our opinions on it, but it's not the end all be all. Ours isn't the end all be all. You guys are included in the conversation as well. So what we're saying through in the comments, like you guys go down to the comments, comment while we're talking about this. Keep that conversation going. Just want that to be out there so people don't think we're the end all be all of everything and what we say is right and everyone else is wrong. But I will ask you this. What are your initial thoughts when you hear these comments from Henry Cavill in this GQ interview. Well, I mean, I mean, I think he kind of went around around part of it the wrong way, but I get it. Like, um, as opposed to like nowadays, it's supposed to be a girl says no, you're supposed to stop trying. But mm-hmm. if, again, then like if you're in a relationship, you're supposed to keep trying. So what side do I go on? So you just end up going to someone that didn't work because it's safer mm-hmm. than someone. I'll put it out there. You and I have both agreed on this. Before this podcast and many times before, we'll be at anywhere and just I'll be you or I will be looking <laughs> in the general area another girl a girl is in. We're not even looking at her. We're looking at something past her or something that's like off to the left of her. <laughs> and then we notice we get this dirty ass look as if we're staring her down. It's like not even looking at you. So, I mean, there's the it has to be remembered. There's the president president out there as well as. Yeah. They're shitty people that need to stop doing shitty things, mm-hmm. stop har- sexually harassing people. But you need to remember, not everyone's staring at you. Mm-hmm. And for me, my first thought with this is kind of to go off of the first thing is he was very like I heard the comments yeah. when I was watching because I heard them from Philip DeFranco, the new show that I watch every day. And he reads the comments, and my first thought is, oh, I understand what he is trying to say. Yeah. And for me, my first thought of this is that on both sides, it's kind of like when we talk politics, they use the line of both sides of the Mm -hmm. aisle. On both sides of the sexes, when you talk about men, when you talk about women, there are, and I'm not even calling them people, they are monsters. There are monsters exactly. on each side, like a um, Henry or Harry uh, Weinstein, basically. Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. Not even like I don't even know his first name half the time because he is not a person. He is a monster. Mm-hmm. There are people like that on both sides. There are just general people in this world that are very evil and are monsters. Case in point. But the point that I think that he in Henry Cavill was trying to make in He's got a very different sense of it than you or I. Because if, like, average Joe Schmo goes out and talks to a girl or, let's say, flirts with a girl Mm -hmm. and the girl says no and he goes, oh, okay, and leaves, 
like I said, there are on both sides, not all women are like this, but there could be some that are like, hey, you know, he's Henry Cavill. I'm going to try to milk this for everything it's worth. Exactly. Like, because he's a public figure, he's got to have her a actor, which would be a public figure. Yeah, it's still a public figure. He's going to have that fear in the back of his head. Exactly. Because he doesn't want anything to ruin his career as an actor and throw it all away. Yeah, I mean, because there, there's, there's some people out there that will just go to milk it because... Oh hey, a celebrity hit on me. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go along with this and uh, get what I can out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying a lot of people are like that. I'm saying everyone's like that. I'm just saying there are people out there that mm-hmm. will try that. So I mean, yeah, he has more to fear than like Joe Schmo. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's also the I. I'm not saying this is right. I'm not saying this is wrong. I'm just throwing it out there. It's every time you hear a story from like the. The Me Too side, not that side, but like the Me Too in general Mm -hmm. and anything like um, this, there's always that thought of, all right, I've heard the story, who's right and who's wrong? And most times it's like, I don't know who's right and who's wrong. So I don't know, like, maybe this is me personally, I don't know who to, what side to be on because it's like, there's that doubt as well in it. And with Henry Cavill going back to kind of his comments, is it like the simple part is no means no. If you go up, hey, can I buy you a drink? And she says no, fine. No, have a good one. Mm-hmm. But like I think the problem he had with his comments was how he how he stated because there was um another excerpt that was kind of taken out of that where he's like, oh well. Then there's the other side of it, of it's like, oh, you just stopped at that? Were you a pussy? Where it's like, that to me, I look at it and go, if one of your friends is going to say that, brush them off. Yeah. Because, like, what, are you supposed to, are you supposed to go, oh, they said no, I'm going to keep trying? Because then you kind of go into that gray area, not gray area, that dark area of, like, all right, when have I crossed the line? Exactly. And you don't want to cross that line. Yeah, that's a hard one to go on because I mean there was always the thought like I I don't mm-hmm. know about your parents but I I think in our parents a- mm-hmm. era there was some sort of a persistence you had to have sometimes mm-hmm. and you hear stories I don't know if you have I feel like I've heard stories where yeah I tried a few times and then finally she said yes and look where it ended up I've heard numerous of them my exactly par- my parents weren't like that no neither were mine um I'm trying to think. Back to um, my grandfather where I know my grandfather told me with him, and this is going back even further generations. This is like World War II generation. Um, I think with him, the big thing he said was it wasn't a, oh, your grandmother said no. It was, hey, I can I dance with you? Oh, that's fine. But you got to convince my brother. So really with him, it was convincing my uncle or my grandmother's um, brother Mm -hmm. that, hey, is it okay if I ask your sister to dance? Because there was that protective side of it. But like my parents never had the like, oh, I had to, I asked once and then I asked again. And then eventually she went on a date with me and then 
the rest is history. Yeah, kind no. Of a thing. I mean, my parents were like that either that that I heard about, and I don't know my grandparents' stories mm-hmm. honestly, so I couldn't say. But I've heard other stories where it was like mm-hmm. that. It's like sometimes that's what works out, and I'm not saying like pester them until they finally cave. But I mm-hmm. mean, sometimes and I'm not. That sounds bad. It still sounds bad. But I'll put it this way. I asked a girl in high school. I got mm-hmm. it. It's not a no, but it's not yes right now. How the hell do you react to that? Time also changes. Yeah, exactly. Like, time changes things as well. That too, and, yeah. And the thing that I, uh, the thing that I like speaks to me from Henry Cavill's comments is the part where he goes, it's, I'm going to find the exact part here. He goes, um, it's right after he goes, because then it's like, well, I don't want to go and talk to her. Because I'm going to call a rape or something. It's right after that where he says, so you're like, forget it, which really in my mind, fuck it. I'm going to talk to an ex-girlfriend. And to me, that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. Because how many like how many times have you known someone or seen something where it's like, yeah, you know what? I was feeling X, Y, and Z. I went back and talked to my ex because it's just that connection's already there. It's safe. It's safe. You already know them. You know how they're going to react to things. And really, like, and then he goes in, like, the thing that was, he's like, then you go back to a relationship, which never really worked in the first place. Mm -hmm. So it's like, for me, that kind of spoke out to me. And I know there's people on the other side. I'm going to take, this was, there was a kind of series of tweets from a um, Helen Price and because there was there's backlash to this yeah. as well. And this was one of the main ones that I have seen. Here's a series of tweets that she had. I'm going to read them and then I'll have you kind of be the first talking point so we can go back and forth on the criticism as well and have that conversation. She says, this is absurd. If Henry Cavill doesn't want to be called a rapist, then all he has to do is dot, 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 not rape anyone. The mental gymnastics some men are doing to position themselves as victims, using air quotes, um, of hashtag me too is insane. Um, stop trying to derail the conversation by claiming me too wants to stop men from talking to women or some bullshit. If you don't know the difference between politely asking someone out and sexually harassing them, you have a serious problem. And then the very last one, I thought there was one more. Oh, I... Did I misread them? Yeah, I misread them. The second one is if you're approaching a woman in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable or unsafe, then you need to change your behavior instead of whining about how some men are now facing consequences for serial harassment and assault. My first thought with these was I was like, I agree with what you're saying. Like, there's... if. If you don't know the difference between politely asking someone out and being a rapist, you do have a problem. Mm -hmm. But, like, I read these and I went, I didn't get that vibe from Henry Cavill's comments. No. I didn't get that vibe that he he was criticizing anything. He was just kind of saying how things are changing and what it's like now in the dating dating sphere, sphere, I'll say, as now from the male side of it. Yeah, you know what? Um, 
I didn't get like a bashing comment. It's just mm-hmm. like, a, hey, things are changing, and that's I'm kind of old school, mm-hmm. so this is what I think about that. And he's entitled to his opinion. Whoever wants to criticize it, let's be completely honest too. How many like, and this is a question I'll ask the comments as well, and listeners and viewers of how many people actually go out to bars anymore? Yeah, like for me and you, I know for me. I don't go to bars, and if I'm out at, like, the only, like, bar area we go to is, like, every time we do the fast break, we go to B-dubs. If I see a cute girl, I'm not approaching her. Like, to me, that is just – it's never been in my DNA, and I've never done that. Like, for me, it's always been dating apps and using this technology to try to find someone. Every date I've been on has been – I met someone on a dating app, we text, and then when we thought it was right to meet, we exchanged numbers and then met up. Yeah, you know what? Mine has all been, I haven't really gone any, because mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, I haven't found anyone I'm just on that like, dating app. But I'm just saying like I mean, lifetime. I haven't, I mean, you and I both know, mm-hmm. I'm more like Raj Kuthropali when it comes to trying to approach a woman. Mm-hmm. I can't talk to them, and I, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But uh, the the part of the thought is, like, am I just going to, like, I'm going to try talking to her, get mm-hmm. the dirtiest look, and, like, right away be thought of as se- sexually harassing. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to talk to you to see if there's any interest. Mm-hmm. If it's no, it's no. But <laughs> don't, like, just come off the bat to a guy then as if he's trying to sexually harass you. I feel, That's the problem, too. I, I feel like in this generation, and when I say this— I'm not saying it as like, a, oh, because of this, this is how we're at. I'm just saying this is how I kind of feel like we're at on both sides, men and mm-hmm. women, that I feel like the whole dating in general has become that one meme from The Office where they're like they're pointing the, the finger guns at each other and it's like a little standoff. That's where I kind of feel like we're mm-hmm. at, where the girls are standoffish because of – Everything that's happened with um, all these horrible stories that you've heard. Not to yeah. say that men can't be victims because we've heard Terry Crews come Terry out Cruz got and speak about assaulted. that. Th- and that's one thing. I know we haven't talked about this, but now because we're mentioning it, I get to say the thing that pisses me off the most about the Terry Crews stuff is the people that are like, Oh, well, why didn't you do anything? You're a big, tough man. You could have beat him up. It's like, what if, A, that wasn't the first thought that came to his head, and, B, what if the person is not a violent person? doesn't matter how jacked mm-hmm. you are. It's a situation I've never been in, so I don't even know how I would react. No, exactly. You in don't that know. situation. Not to mention, he's, again, just like Henry Plus, Cavill, guy's career, career what, to protect. Exactly. What if it's a... Also, a person of power that is a usually that's what it is a person of power that's a which in this you. case it actually was yeah it was an an agent or mm-hmm. someone from a studio mm-hmm. just grabbed him mm-hmm. right in front of his wife too exactly I, think. I believe so and that's again I mean mm-hmm. anyone could be a victim and like that's where I feel like on that side that's what it is but also for the men's side of like approaching it's. Kind of like a fear of like, you know what? Like, it's exactly what not. I'm not going to say exactly, but it's kind of like 
I'll clarify what I believe Henry Cavill meant by his uh, his comments was basically it's down to the nitty gritty of all right, I can go and talk to her or I can go with, like you said, the safe route. I can text this person I already know mm-hmm. and not have to worry. But th- that's the main thing. It's the worry. And I know there's people out there that are like, yeah, but if you're not going to do this, then you have nothing to worry about. But there's always that worry, especially when you're an actor like Henry Cavill. And I, I'm i assuming, because I wouldn't want to be in that situation, he wouldn't want to be in a situation where he was – the other party lies and then it's like, great, I'm in a shit situation and who – and he's probably sitting there thinking, who are they going to believe, me or her? So it's, you know what, I'll go with the safer route, I'll text the next girlfriend and then you're cycling down that hole because it's like, wow, this never worked out and now I'm seeing why this never worked out but I'm back to where What's I started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's it's a tough situation because again, yeah, there's monsters out there, or they're just shitty people out there. Absolute that, like, monsters, I would say. Monsters Not even are like the ex- well. There's a difference. Shitty people are the ones who kind of mm-hmm. start that sexual harassment and then don't go as far as like Harvey Weinstein. Just like no means no, dude. Just mm-hmm. cut it out. But. There's not everyone's like that, and that's what the the mindset is kind of drifting away from. Is mm-hmm. basically you got people that are like us. We're afraid to because we just, don't want to get labeled as that. We don't want to like trust in general. Yeah, exactly. It's an all around distrust from both sides, mm-hmm. and both like it would have to be an improvement from both sides. Well, and guys need to learn to take no mm-hmm. and just. Okay, go somewhere else then. But girls need to not just jump off the bat and mm-hmm. just think the guy's there for that right right away. The other thing I've seen, and this is the last thing I'll say, the other thing I've seen that I feel needs to change because yeah. I'm the type of person where I just be upfront with me. Where if it's one of those things where if I go up to a girl, it's like if I go up to a girl, if I go to talk to a girl even on a dating app, mm-hmm. it's the thing of if you're not attracted to me, if there's this you're not interested, if it's just a flat no, just tell me. I'd rather you be up front with me than being like, oh, well, I don't want to hurt his feelings because I'm not a whole like hurt your feelings kind of guy. I'd rather you say, hey, you know what? I'm not really I'm not really that attracted to you. All right. Thank you. It was nice talking exactly. to you. Kind of exactly. That's I agree with especially, Whereas, especially in the dating app. Mm-hmm. There we don't really have a connection in the first place. Whereas Just tell me. Most guys need to real like most guys need to realize, and I'm saying most guys, not all guys are like this, but most guys need to realize when a girl says, No, you're just not my type. And then they flip the switch. Oh, well, you're just you're just an effing bitch and this and that. It's like, no, dude, she's just not into you. Exactly. Like, that's it. It's okay. She's not into you. Someone else will be. You don't have to be a douche nozzle. A douche nozzle, there basically. Any, do you have any final thoughts on this before I wrap it up and um, go into Avengers and the Quantum Realm? No, I just want to state, you know what? I'm not against the Me Too movement, mm-hmm. but a lot of things on both sides need to change if this whole attitude is going to change. Well, and like I said at the beginning, this is not a topic of like, I'm right, Johnny's wrong, Johnny's right, I'm wrong, we're right, we're wrong. This is, or we're right, you're wrong. There's a, this is a conversation. So if you've commented already, 
Thank you for commenting. If you haven't, join the conversation down below in the comment section. Tell us what you think. This is a very, I'm going to say, gray topic where yeah. there's no black and white to it. There's a little bit of black, and, black white. and white. Don't rape people. Exactly. Don't sexually harass people. Exactly. Don't be a monster. Be a good person to people. But there's also that space where we can have a conversation about it. So go join the conversation down below in that comment section. Let's move on, though, into our next topic, Johnny. And we're taking a dive into the Avengers, into the MCU, and we're going subatomic, we're right? Going? Is that the science behind the quantum realm? Something like that. Going subatomic, going real small into the uh, quantum realm. We're going to fit between some molecules. And basically what we're talking about is both you and I saw Ant-Man a week late. We saw it yesterday, but we did see it finally. And they have the quantum realm in that. Duh. The one thing I will say is possible spoilers. Well, spoilers for Ant-Man. So if you have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasps, hit pause, come back, we'll be here. Spoilers for that. So just so you know, you have been warned. But we're taking a look at how the quantum realm is going to be used in the MCU now. And before we get into that specifically, I just want to ask you, what were your overall thoughts of Ant-Man? Yeah, well, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I should say. There you say. go. Yeah, I get that right. Um, I actually liked it a lot. Um, the ex- same exact, like, not same exact humor, but mm-hmm. same exact level of humor I was expecting, we got. Um, mm-hmm. Great storyline. I had no quarrels with the movie. I liked it a lot. They dove into the quantum realm. Like, a lot the more. The physics behind it. Well, the, the details behind it. Also, they just dove into it a lot more. Exactly. And we actually, had to, <laughs> we actually got to see it, them getting... Janet Van Dyme from it, but the the first thing I want to ask you because with me the only qual, the only qualm I had with the movie is I didn't like how Cassie's mom was nice to Scott. It's we it was weird to me. I know you're giving me that look, but it was weird when I read in the comics that his wife hates him. Yeah, and she also didn't was didn't overly, like him a lot in the movie. First movie. Yeah, I know, but so I wanted my, that to continue. Well, let's put it this way. Think of it this way. She's trying to make it so they, because they have shared custody of the kid. Mm-hmm. So let's put it that way. Maybe she's they trying, can go back to her hating him in the third one. Maybe. Like but after just, Cassie's in college. Let's put it, yeah. Let's put it this way. She's mm-hmm. putting, she's trying to make it so like. For the, she's doing it for the kid, not mm-hmm. for Scott, not for her. Mm-hmm. She's being nice to Scott for the sake of their daughter. True. So it there was, you go. I'm just saying it was weird. You're weird. Here's the thing I want to ask you when it comes to the quantum realm. Because yes. in Ant-Man and the Wasp, we obviously saw Janet Van Dyme, the original Wasp, was in the quantum realm. Yeah. She has been trapped in the quantum realm. We got the kind of little snippet that she linked herself to Scott so that she can communicate with quantum entanglement, quantum entanglement. The funniest thing is when Scott's like, do you guys just put that word in front of everything? Do you guys just put quantum in front of everything? And it just makes sense, which it's funny because that's (laughs) what it seems like they do. Oh, that's the quantum realm. Oh, it's quantum entanglement. Ooh, that's a quantum conversation. We're just going to put quantum in front of regular words. I think we need to start doing that from now on. But the question is, and this is a theory. So we we see the wasp in the quantum realm. We learned more about it. One of the theories, I'm just going to jump in right away to it, just mm-hmm. jumping into the deep end of the pool. 
is there's a theory out there that Captain Marvel is in the quantum realm. There's the popular theory is that she's in space somewhere, but there is now a growing population that thinks that she is in the quantum realm and what people are using to kind of help support it is that Kevin Feige and the director of Captain Marvel has said they're going to change her origin story just a little because it's too much like the Green Lantern, which is kind of bullshit, but whatever. What would you think or what are your thoughts when people say Captain Marvel is in the quantum realm right now? I can't see it. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, maybe her powers somehow die. Um, start from the quantum realm, which mm-hmm. could make sense because even in Ant Man, they again we said spoilers, so I can say this because we um, did see Ghost got her powers from, from the, the quantum, quantum realm. realm, and same with the very end when they were collecting um, energy from the quantum mm-hmm. realm, the vortex. Yeah. When they when Scott shot like or jumped in there and mm-hmm. started collecting it with the containment unit mm-hmm. unit there you go, um, so yeah I mean there's um there's that there, sorry um, they have uh the energy from the quantum realm they're mm-hmm. able to get so I mean it makes sense that the powers come from even though we were reading about it earlier Quasar I believe it is his gauntlets that pull energy yeah, from the, the quantum realm they're the Kree have bands that are yeah. like quantum bands. Exactly. So, and her powers derive from the Kree. Mm-hmm. So, inevitably, yeah, her powers can come from the quantum realm. Be that as it may, it doesn't mean that she has to be in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. Um, put her in space. I thought the initial idea was she was supposed to be fighting off the Skrull invasion. Here's what I'm thinking. Which, would, to me, would make more sense. It brings the storyline of, um, wow, I forgot his name for a second, Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. Into the because he's young Nick Fury, both eyes are supposed to be there. By the way, yeah, the technology we saw, we've seen it now for the second time. Mm -hmm. We saw it at the beginning of Ant Man and the Wasp, where they de aged um, Michelle Pfeiffer and um, Hank Pym. I can't remember the actor's name right now, Um, and it's really bugging me that I can't remember um, his name. The de aging. That they did for that, mm-hmm. they're going to use that for Samuel L. Jackson, as well as Agent Coulson too. Oh, because yeah, Coulson's right. going to be in Captain Marvel because he's alive because it's in the past. So that's going to be really cool that they've per- they've perfected this de aging technology so well to where they're going to de age Samuel L. Jackson and Coulson for the Captain Marvel movie. But here's what I'm thinking with Captain Marvel of how she might get her powers. So you look online, the basis of the origin story is this. After an alien device mutates, mutated her DV, DNA, Denver's transformed from a merely brilliant pilot into one of the most powerful superheroes in the universe. Now soaring among the stars, Carol Dan- Danvers is known as Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing I wonder. Because the Kree have background in the comics of dealing with the quantum realm and trying to understand it, what if they do a thing of Marvel is a quantum realm scientist where he's working with 
the quantum realm. And instead of a alien device mutates her DNA, something happens with a device in a lab with the quantum realm and that mutates her DNA. Kind um, of like what we've already seen with Ghost in At Men in the Wasp. What if, let me throw this one out there for you, because it's basically, I'm going to sort pull a lot of this mm-hmm. off of the Avengers cartoon that was out of mm-hmm. early 2010s-ish. Okay. So when we get Miss Marvel, or Captain Marvel, um, Marvel is an alien, Cree alien, mm-hmm. and then technically he's a zoologist of mm-hmm. Earth. He's... Is studying us, yeah. But on the side of pretending to be a human, he's mm-hmm. a scientist of another. What if his other side of it is he's playing around with stuff with the quantum realm? Since exactly. the, Kree the Kree do. side of it, the Kree side of it, he plays around with the cron- mm-hmm. quantum realm, or he's he's actually in his human form, mm-hmm. pretending to be a scientist that works on the stuff with the quantum realm. Something mm-hmm. goes wrong. Carol Danvers gets mutated from mm-hmm. that. Yada yada yada, Miss uh, Captain Marvel. I keep saying Miss Marvel because that's what she started out as. Mm-hmm. Because here's another interesting thing of it is the research, like the the fact that they can have. It's so easy for there to be a mishap with a quantum realm experiment, like we saw with Ghost, because this movie is going to be taking place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. I mean. The technology that we're at present day is not the same as it was in the 90s. I no, know it wasn't. It's, it, it's kind of that middle area of like we've already had Hank Pym and what we saw in Ant-Man 1 where it was like Hank Pym back in the day dealing with Tony Stark's dad. It's not that far back, but it's not that much removed from that. It's closer to that. It's kind of right in the middle. The more mm. thing I was going to say, it's close to that, but like if that's the 70s, that's what 20 years? 20 years. And then before, 2018 yeah. is what 20 years? So, so really, it's like right in the middle. It's smack dab in the middle of where our technology is at. I wouldn't like her, like, I wouldn't mind her getting her, them changing the origin stories to where let's wrap the quantum realm. Into, into everything. Yeah, no, fine. But I I don't know if I want again, because this would be the third time. Janet Van Dyne was the first. Ant-Man is now the second, because technically he's left in the quantum realm. Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing with that is he is not as deep as Janet Van Dyne was. She was in, like, the void or past the void. He is just in the quantum realm. He's not even that far deep into it. And I know that there's people that are like, oh, well, if Captain Marvel goes so far deep into the quantum realm, she can not age. And that's another thing that people are throwing into this possibility. And I'll ask you, does that play into it at all? That she seemingly looks like she's not going to age from the 90s to Avengers 4, which would be 20 years down the line. Where Janet Van Dyne, we saw her age. Yeah, but Janet Van Dyne didn't necessarily... Well, as she's in the quantum realm, she picked up some mm-hmm. new abilities. But if, like, we don't know how her the mutation from the cos- the quantum mm-hmm. whatever... Energy. Energy, thank we'll you. We'll just throw it in front uh, of a random word, right? Yeah. Well, 
Well, obviously, I'll use my quantum microphone, I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, we got quantum microphones, quantum headsets, a quantum camera. See? Makes we'll si- just do it. If I was good enough. Science! If I was a good enough editor, because mine is just base value, mm-hmm. what I would do is, yeah, we got a quantum camera. I would change it to where it's just heat signatures. <laughs> yep, we got it. Just, it just measures quantum energy now. That, that's what the YouTube videos do. They're measuring our quantum energy, but go on with what you were saying. Um, so, I mean, the quantum energy, we mm-hmm. don't know how that affects Carol. Maybe it slows down her aging. Mm-hmm. Maybe she'll, like, age a year, in, or maybe she'll age, like, two years in that 20-year gap. Mm-hmm. We don't know. We don't know how that... Yeah, I guess you can send her into the quantum would reality, she, end, but why would that make... that? What sense would that make? And it poses the question, the original theory of her being in space... Yeah. She would age then, though, if she was in space, correct? Yes, or, she would. Or is it something where, hey, you know what? The explosion that gave her her powers, she just doesn't age anymore. I don't know if I go that route 100% because, I mean, you have just made her immortal then. Um, but, I mean. She's supposed to be the trump card to Thanos. Somewhat, yeah. Um, my thought, though, would be. Does she um, maybe like I said maybe her powers slow down her aging immensely? Mm-hmm. Look at Thor; he looks like he true. He's well. This is it's supposed to be Hemsworth. He's supposed to look like what? He's I'm a hundred and something years no, old. No, he's a thousand and something years <laughs> true. old. It, it, you learn in Avengers: Infinity War somehow. You haven't seen mm-hmm. that. It, spoilers. <laughs> He's like, I'm a, I'm a thousand and something years old. I've been through immense battles, and Thanos mm. is the worst I've ever had to go against. Damn, Thor, you look like you're 30. Exactly. Almost 20. Exactly. Something. It, it could be that Exactly. Simple. It could be that simple, that it just slows down her aging immensely. Mm-hmm. Look at Captain America. Oh, I mean, no, that's not fair, because he got frozen in time. He still looks like he's in his 20s, though. Exactly. For well, what? And, um, and that's a whole thing of, oh, well, the super soldier serum... Could affect your aging. Exactly. So why can't quantum mm-hmm. energy do that? Exactly. And, and let's move this away from Captain Marvel yeah. a little bit. Before I ask you the greater question of how the quantum realm will relate into Avengers 4, I want to ask you this. Mm-hmm. Ant-Man. We leave him in the quantum realm. That's where he is right now. Which one of the things I want to say is bullshit is I read an article on Screen Rant where they said that one... The mid credit scene should have been in the movie, which my first thought is, if you're going to a Marvel movie and you don't know to stay all the way through, that's your fault, not mine. Exactly. And number two, the big thing that the, I can't remember who, the name of the guy who wrote it or the girl who wrote it, um, but they also said that, oh, it doesn't leave us, it's usually a cliffhanger to the next movie. Well, this is kind of a cliffhanger. (laughs) It's a pretty big cliffhanger. It's a pretty big cliffhanger of... Holy crap, not only did they just kill three of the main characters, but how are we going to get Scott out of the quantum realm? Exactly. Because nobody knows he's there now. Yeah. The only thing is, and this is what I was going to ask you, we've seen set photos from Avengers 4. The main ones have Cap in his old suit, Iron Man, and Ant-Man all together. The thing I want to ask you is put on your theory hat. Put on... Your prediction hat, how do you think, first off, how does Scott get out of the quantum realm? See, that's a hard one to figure out because maybe that's the reason they're going to try tying the quantum realm into 
Avengers 4? No, the other one. Um, Marvel? M- yeah, Captain Marvel is so that there's some way to save Scott from the quantum realm. Like she saves him Maybe from she it? saves him. Maybe something along the, with the... Um, mm-hmm. um, she the saves realm. him a la Van Dyme, and then she... <laughs> I wouldn't like this because it would basically be Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, I've linked to your mind, quantum entanglement, and now you have to... The Avengers have to save me, because I'm the only one that can help you. That's another thing we didn't mention, Hmm. is if she's in the quantum realm, could she still get the the signal from Nick Fury? Because Nick Fury hit the button. I mean, they have... What, can she just say, oh, he needs me, out of the quantum realm? Um, see, that's the question. I don't know how mm-hmm. she would do that. I mean, yeah. that, like, I don't, we don't know how our powers are going to mm-hmm. work. We so, won't know until March 8th. Exactly. So, I mean, we can't really, it's hard to speculate on what she's going to do because we mm-hmm. don't know what her powers can let her do with that when it comes to the MCU. But how do you think Scott's going to get out of the quantum realm? That's what I'm trying to debate about. I wonder if Tony's going to find some way to do it or even Scott's going to... Mm-hmm. Find a way to send the signal. I feel like someone's gonna have to try and someone's gonna have to find the apparatus that's sitting on that roof. True. Maybe that signature. But all I know is, he, but the thing you gotta look at is what they're in. They were in San Francisco, correct? Yeah. Oh, true. They're not in New York. Even the end of the the post post credit scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Was funny. Antoine was playing the drums. Yeah. But the thing that it's set up before is nobody's there. Yeah. Like, this is post-snap. Like, even the TV was like, Beep. yeah, exactly, to where, like, nobody is there. Who's going to find that thing? Yeah, we don't know who disappeared. Mm-hmm. We don't know if Luis disappeared. We mm-hmm. don't know if he's the only one that, the only other one that may know where that truck, that van is. Yeah. Because that's technically his van. I, I'll be honest. I was not expecting, like... I was expecting them to keep two of them around, like yeah. Ant Man, maybe like Ant Man and uh, Van Dyme, like the Janet Van Dyme. Yeah, man. After the video, like after the movie, I told you guys who we were with. I was like, "That is better than I wanted." Yeah, that is so. Like, I know that people just died, like three characters that I love, but that is so much better than what I was concocting in my mind of just have all of them leave. And trap Scott in the quantum realm. Yeah, that was... <laughs> I didn't know how to take that at first. I was mm-hmm. just, like, in utter shock mm-hmm. when that happened. So I'm I'm still trying to figure out ways, since, especially since we just saw it last night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> why they, how is he going to get out of there? Is it going to be Tony Stark figures out something? Because he just started to figure out the nanotechnology. Mm-hmm. Is he going to start going smaller? Is he going to start... Is Scott going to somehow figure out how to quantumly entangle... Just just enough of a message to say, guys, I'm stuck. Because the, the question is, are they going to use quantum technology to time travel? That's the best bet because they don't have Doctor Strange or the mm-hmm. Time Stone. Mm-hmm. And Wong, I don't know if he's really going to be that much helpful. It's and either that. Plus, let's be honest. I mean, it seemed like the thing that Ant-Man and the Lost did in my mind is... It solidified the quantum realm as going – it's going to be a main plot device. tool, plot device for the Marvel movies well, up until Marvel or Avengers 4. Well, especially for the fact that they made mention of the uh, time vortexes, I think it was, mm-hmm. right? That's Where what he was collecting. Don't get end. lost in the time vortex. Yeah. 
because then you're lost forever. Yeah, we won't be able to find you. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh shit, that might be something that they might play around with, especially as like. It, it, what if Captain Marvel got lost in one of those? Give well, I mean, you give ta- Scott time floating around there, going, mm-hmm. okay, well, what do I do? He figures out like the time vortexes and at least what they mm-hmm. do, sort of. Maybe even like we don't know if it's like just like, and you don't can't see anything on the other side, or, or if you can see like or a little glimpse of what's going on in the other side, or if the it. time vortexes because the whole thing that they're it seems like they're gonna play with in the next Avengers movie. Mm-hmm. Is people have mentioned like multiverses to where it's like, hey, we're not necessarily time traveling. Mm -hmm. We're going to different multiverses at different times. And there's a possibility we can see different versions of these heroes. What if the time vortexes are just jumping to different multiverses? Um, I feel like multiverse... In the MCU is more of like... Mixed with time travel. Well, let me put it this way. I think multiverse, when it comes to DC, mm -hmm. and multiverse when it comes to Marvel is a little bit different because Mm -hmm. like multiverse for Marvel comes off, at least unless I'm... Correct me, you Mm -hmm. or them if I'm wrong, that like Dormammu has his own... Yeah. Domain. Whereas there's DC, it's like there's Earth One, Earth, Earth Two, Earth, Earth Three. But when I say they're going to do the time travel in a multiverse sense, um, mm-hmm. it's going to be more of the time. Like when they explain it from the Flash TV series, mm-hmm. you have a timeline, and I'll try to do it for them more. So you have a timeline going this way, mm-hmm. while when they go back here, it splits off yeah. and does the new part. So Cap's suit changes slightly, mm-hmm. or. This changes slightly, mm-hmm. or this branches off this way now, and they'll go and mm-hmm. change that in some way. I was watching Doctor Strange about a week or two before I got sick. Yeah. And now at this point, because it's been two weeks, they when they mentioned multiverses, I was like, holy crap, I didn't pay too much attention to this the first time. Yeah. Like, that movie explains... What they're going to do multiverse-wise in Avengers 4 with the Ancient One kind of talking to him about these multiverses. We see him when he fights Dormammu with the time loop. And I wonder – like I think they use the term dimensions though. But still, I mean it's Mm -hmm. a different universe in a sense. I just – I feel like with the quantum – like Ant-Man's the key – because yeah. obviously he's the one that – and he, he understands the quantum stuff the most out of all the events. He would, yeah. He's been there twice now. But I just – I wonder how they're going to find him. If it's just going to be happenstance, if he's going to find something out in the quantum realm. Because I'm not expecting Scott just to be like, well, I'm going to float here and wait. He's going to try to do something. Oh, yeah. He's not just going to sit and wait. He's going to play with the regulator. Mm-hmm. He's going to – because he did, that's how he did it the first time. He shut off his regulator, shrunk True. down, but then he reversed it with the blue because the red is the string. Question the is, is the... does he have one of the new suits on? Yeah, that's that's a worry. <laughs> and did they fix the new suit? Yeah. Or it's, uh... I would hope so before they sent him in. <laughs> exactly. Like the whole movie is like, ah, I can't even use my suit right. I can't use my uh, suit do right. Do you want a juice box and some string cheese? <laughs> Dude, that was one of the funniest scenes. Do you, so do you how, actually how have your, those? How was your day at school, champ? Haha, <laughs> very funny. Or I like the part where uh, they're looking at each other and Hank Pym just goes, so are we going to stare at each other all day and wait for them to shoot us or are we going to go? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, that's oh, right. right. We should probably go. 
Any final thoughts on this with the Quantum Realm and how they're going to use it in the MC- MCU, but really Avengers 4? I'm actually kind of confused on what they're going to do because I'm trying to figure out how they're going to, how Hank Pym's going to get out of stuff. this. I'm just, I don't, I can't figure out yet how Hank, I can't figure out good Scott. ideas. How, yes, Scott Lang is going to get out Pym of it. Hank is, he's gone. He's, <laughs> Dust he's in the disintegrated, wind. exactly. Um, I'm trying to figure out in what way he can get out of there or mm-hmm. who's going to save him from there. And I really don't want it to it's be... It's going to be Tony or Bruce, right? He's got to be one. I think Tony more than Bruce. People? But yeah, it would be one of the two. And then maybe Thor will even have some play into it with the uh, new new, new uh, mm-hmm. axe hammer, Stormbreaker. Stormbreaker. I didn't want to actually say his name, but I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to say its name? You don't like its name? Compensating for something. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think that was Rocket's line yeah. about it, right? Mm-hmm. Seems a little much. But, like, this is something no, where um, I can't wait to see. Like, <clears throat> Captain Marvel's going to be I just don't want Captain Marvel pen. to be the one to save him in there. It's. A, I would rather her be in space, but Same. I can see her being in the quantum realm because they're going to use it. I can see them playing around with it at the end of the, mov- the mm-hmm. movie or something, but I don't want her being there because she's supposed to be fighting off the scroll invasion, I thought. Mm-hmm. So how does that work when she dr- jumps into the quantum realm? I also cannot wait to see what they do with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. in Captain Marvel because Ant-Man and the Wasp, we got another backstory to Dark S.H.I.E.L.D. days where it's like, hey, we're using the we're using Ghost. Basically, is our version of Winter Soldier. Yeah. Of yeah, it's not manipulation and brainwashing. Kind of. It's we'll hey, help you. We're gonna help you, but it's hey, let's use her to be our secret operative and mm-hmm. carry out missions that only she could carry. And out. And who knows if uh, the Shield part of uh, the Hydra part of Shield didn't have the play in that? They could have. They could have because that's a topic that will uh, a discussion will have at a different day of. Sonny Birch, mm-hmm. who's his client? Who's his employer? Who's pulling the strings, giving him the money that he needs? We're going to talk about that, obviously, on a later podcast. But yep. This is where you guys come in. Let us know what you think down below in that comment section. What do you think of the Quantum Realm in Ant-Man and the Wasp? How is it going to play into Captain Marvel? How does it play into Avengers 4? Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. And Johnny, let's close the podcast looking at a topic that we haven't looked at in quite a while. Well, yeah, a while. A while. <laughs> well, we you also like some whip cream. Yeah, you know, like some, some cool, cool whip. whip. Some cool whip. We haven't talked about it in a while. It's Game of Thrones. And I'm actually going to look up on our YouTube page the last time we talked about Game of Thrones oh, to see okay, how yeah. long... It has been uh, well, quite a while. The last so Game really of up. Thrones that we put up on the channel was five months ago. Five months ago, we <gasps> talked about the pregnancy storyline between Daenerys and Jon Snow. We also talked about the uh, the Clegane Bowl ten months ago with that whole. Oh theory. yeah. What we're looking at today, though, is Arya, Arya, because we are closer. To Game of Thrones season eight, we're not really that close, but we're closer no. than we were five months ago. Exactly. And the big thing that has people all stir up is basically Maisie Williams put out a tweet. Well, not a tweet, an Instagram post that basically she showed a picture of some white gym shoes that were kind of bloody. And in the post, she talked about, oh, you know. 
Goodbye, Belfast. Goodbye, Game of Thrones. And the big thing that was the key is in the hashtag she put, she put last woman standing. And on that, Cersei, or the actress that plays Cersei, Mm -hmm. commented and put queen with a crown emoji, the uh, prey hand emojis. And here's the question I'm going to have for you. This is what we will start off with. Is Arya going to be the last woman standing at the end of Game of Thrones? What do you think is going to be her arc through this season? And what happens to end Game of Thrones when it comes down to Arya Stark? See, that's an interesting question. I'm actually not 100% sure. It is a loaded question because really last woman standing. So you're telling me Sansa, Daenerys, Mm -hmm. um, who else? Cersei. Cersei. Um, were you missing anyone in particular? Because Gilly's I mean, not really going to be like can, included can, in that. You can count Melisandre, maybe. You could. Yeah. Well, she's supposed um, to die anyway. She she's predicted supposed to it. die. Um, you have Brienne of Tart. No, Brienne of Tarth. That's true. You tell me, all those yes. characters are going to die. Yes. Yes. Well, Melisandre is supposed she's to. She's supposed it to. Been Cersei. For, it has been foreseen in the prophecy. And so technically um, is Cersei, I believe. Um, Cersei has to die. She has to, but not to mention she has also a prediction from her the, childhood. The only on her. one. I believe she's supposed to die in that one. The only one that I think is the question is Daenerys. Yeah, that's the one I'm really that's questioning. That's the only one. Because to me, how I think it's going to go down, Cersei's going to die. Melisandre is going to die. Brienne of Tart is dead. She is going to die in some battle and be dead off the series. Sansa, I'm going to predict she's dead episode three, episode four. She is going to die early in Game of Thrones because there's going to need to be something that sparks the Stark clan. True. The whole question is... When it comes to the Iron Throne, is it going to be John or Daenerys that is on that Iron Throne? I'm going to put my money on John. He's the one, rightful heir. They've been pushing or, towards it the whole time. Or do they write Daenerys as it because she's pregnant? And it's like, oh, well, John died. I am carrying his son. They could do that. And it ends with the I am Daenerys on the Iron Throne. I am having Jon Snow's baby to continue our John Targaryen John Targaryen to basically I am having his child and he may be dead but he will always live on through his child and our kind of bloodline will move on with me as the queen of King's Landing well King's Landing where the um, throne is at but me of the kingdoms I am the queen with Jon Snow's baby good question Uh, I mean I it's a good question. I don't know if that's how they're gonna play it out. It could mm-hmm. be, but that would not be her last woman standing then, now would it? I mean with the the gym shoes and the there were a few questions that went along mm-hmm. with that on I know on the page, I can't remember what they were exactly. Basically why is she wearing gym shoes? Yeah. Um honestly it could just be sort of a staged photo mm-hmm. as a representation. Um Well but, like like I've heard people say it could be she was filming something that was waist up. So she wouldn't need to wear them, or it was a, I was wearing appropriate, like appropriate boots and stuff, but then I took them off and put these on and splattered them, so they looked cool for the picture, like something like that. Okay, to look cool for the picture, that'd be one thing. Yeah, the whole thing, I like the whole thing when she says "last woman standing," does she mean in general, or does she mean? Last Stark woman standing. 
Like, there's no specific, like, there's no being specific with that of, she might not mean, like, last woman in general. It could just be, I am the last Stark woman standing. Yeah. I mean, it, that one's a little bit of a, not as much of a stretch because it's her and Sansa. Yeah, that's all that's left. Are the only women for the Stark clan that are left. Yeah, the only other one thing that it could mean is, hey, she's the last female that need to do her filming. Mm-hmm. I think that was another one that was brought up in the True. for that. She could be like, hey, I'm the last one that needed to have well, filming done. And that's another thing I heard, which what they could do right before you give your mind blown thing. Just when they do one. their reshoots, because apparently, yes, people are done filming like Sansa is done filming her scenes. Yeah. What they may do is to kind of have a secrecy of, like, the final scene and stuff and not really know, like, for us not to really know, like, who's in that final scene. When they call people back for reshoots, Mm -hmm. they might just say, hey, we're calling everyone back for reshoots. And then that's where they film the final, final scene Yeah, with whoever's left alive just to kind of throw us off the trail because some people are like, oh, Sansa, she's been done for two weeks. How is she already done? But now Arya is not done here. So it's kind of like – and obviously they're not recording everything in chronological order. Not they're to mention kind of they mixing all, things up. Not to mention they also don't fill – they film extra film time. Exactly. So here's the one thing I thought of. What if it's the last woman standing? What if it's like a standoff mm-hmm. between her and someone? Between her and Cersei? Maybe. Or between her and Daenerys? I don't know. Well, I think it would be her and Cersei if anything. Well, because here's the thing. Here's the question. We know she wants to kill Cersei. Mm-hmm. She was heading to King's Landing, was told, hey, Jon Snow's back in Winterfell. He took it, and she did a 180 and was like, I'm going back to Winterfell. I'm not going to King's Landing anymore. I got to go see Jon because they're back in Winterfell. The whole question for me with Season 8 Narya, she's already wants to kill Cersei. I think she's going to end up killing Cersei. But two... Is she going to want to kill Daenerys at one point? I don't feel like she's going to want to kill Daenerys because they're allies and she has nothing against Daenerys. But if Daenerys does something, because here's the thing with Daenerys. If she feels Jon is encroaching on her throne, will she do something to basically backstab Jon, which doesn't sit well with Arya? Because Arya be. is enamored with John. I know. I don't think she's... Not like enamored of like, I want to be your wife, but just the whole... He was, I would hope not. He was the Stark... Well, they're not related, technically. True. Well, kind they are, of, but aren't. Kind they're of. cousins. Um, the thing is, she always looked up to him. Oh, she did. Like, and he was... He bought a, her needle. Exactly. Or had made her her. Yeah, exactly. Um, And... That I I wonder if there will be a point in the season where she will be like, I'm going to kill Daenerys. And if she does kill Daenerys, and that's how Daenerys dies, if she dies. What if, um, so hear me on this. That's why my face went to shock. I had Mm -hmm. not thought this. So there's the battle with the Night King. That's all done. That'll probably be er early because he's first three episodes. Mm -hmm. Um, what if that happens? And then right after that, you have the battle with King's Landing where Arya goes like she helps with the battle in a normal sense where mm-hmm. she's good with a sword. But then it goes back to she goes back to the um, her training. Mm-hmm. OK, you know what? Everyone's in the bad heat of the battle. I'm not going to be good in a large battle fight like this again. Mm-hmm. Goes in, kills Cersei. I would love that. 
I would. And the thing I want to see with because the whole thing that we've talked about this before, it's the whole what is it? The prophecy of the Valencar, yeah, or the Valencar in general of basically everyone thinks that oh, it's going to be Jamie that kills the little brother Cersei, but there are people that are like no. In the Game of Thrones language of, like, how things are, Valencar could mean little brother, but it could also mean little sister, which technically Arya is a little sister Mm -hmm. in the sense. So, for me, how I would love to see it is basically Jaime walks in to kill Cersei. Jaime stabs Cersei, not in the back, just straight in the front, kills her. And as Cersei's dying, she's like, Jamie, how could you? How could you do this? And then we just get the the pull. And Arya pulls off Jamie's face, and it's like, holy shit, it was Arya. Last on my list. Exactly. Last on my list. And boom, that's how mm-hmm. her list ends. Like that's that to me would fit both of them, where it's like, technically Jamie technically Jamie killed you. But it was Arya as Jamie that killed you. Exactly. That's what I want to see. Because the whole thing with Arya too is in the season, are we going to see her go back to the many face god and the many face tactics that she was using? I think she's going to. I don't think she's gonna be farewell like I don't not to say that she's not gonna fare well mm-hmm. enough of of like a full on combat fight like John John's good at. Mm-hmm. But I like feel like Battle of the Bastards. Exactly. John. John's good at a ar- army tactical fight. Mm-hmm. Arya's more of a stealth assassin type. Exactly. And that's cuz that's a lot to do with her training, but that's mm-hmm. what she's good at. Mm-hmm. And that's what she needs to overall stick with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she'll help with the battle the the battle with the Night King that's going to come up. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I think that's going to be her like one war, and she's going to be I, not going to be good in another war. Because here's another thing you and I brought up when we were kind of pitching this around pre podcast. Yeah. Of is there a chance? Obviously, there's a chance because John for sure um, would not. Uh, maybe. Maybe he could, but I don't see it. Um, is there a chance Sansa dies? Either John dies or Daenerys dies. Either one of those. Mm-hmm. Either John's dead or Daenerys is dead. John's on the Iron Throne. Is there a chance we could see by the end of season eight, Sansa is dead. Bran, to me, wouldn't matter if he's alive or dead. I'm going to say alive, but he would turn down the I'm not going to be king of Winterfell because I am the three-eyed raven. And we see a chance that Arya is the queen of Winterfell by the end of the series because Sansa's dead, Jon is either on the Iron Throne or dead, and Bran is either dead or doesn't want to be king because of the whole three-eyed raven thing. I think it's going to be Bran would be turn it down because he's um, when he got when he got there before Jon did... Mm-hmm. Oh, you're the true master of Winterfell. And he said, no. No. I don't want it. I'm Three-Eyed Raven. I'm not mm-hmm. going to do, do this stuff anymore. So he wouldn't be the king of Winterfell anyway. No. He, well, he wouldn't. Technically, if they go back to Warden of the North, mm-hmm. possibly. Um, I think it would be Arya maybe put into the Warden of the North mm-hmm. thing. And then uh, if Jon ends up on the throne, or even if Daenerys ends up on the throne and Jon's dead, Arya mm-hmm. could still be Warden of the North. Yeah. Do you think that's... 
a realistic option we could it see. It is. I think it could be, if the, especially if Sansa does die throughout, through this. Is it because John dies or because Daenerys dies and John's on the Iron Throne? Either way, if Daenerys, if John... Put your, put your money on one, Johnny. Put your money on one. I don't want to put my money on one. <laughs> I, I don't have enough money to bet. I, I ask, I ask you, hey, which one will it be? And Johnny goes, well, both of those are great options. It just goes right past it. Oh yeah, doesn't want to assume... doesn't want to give me a prediction of what he thinks it'll be. Oh, absolutely not, because I'm not predicting Do yet. Do you think they'll kill John? No, I don't think so. You think he makes it all the way to the end? I think he does. They have to kill either John or Daenerys, right? Do both they have of them. To? Both. I don't think both can make it to the end. I think you've got to kill one because. If both make it to the end, then there's a conflict between both of them of who's on the Iron Throne. No, I think she takes a knee to him because she's just his aunt. He's actually the bloodline of See, her I older brother. I don't. I think Daenerys, Daenerys is not like that. She ain't no bitch. She ain't. I'm go not down saying like that. she ain't no bitch, but I'm. What I am saying is she. He's the rightful heir. Yeah. He's the. She, he is, the son of her bro, oldest brother. Mm-hmm. So he is the rightful heir, and when Bran finally lets that out and gets like proof of that in mm-hmm. whatever way they need, she's gonna be I'm like almost maybe she'll be at a loss and go, "I've been fighting for this for nothing." Let me put it this way: either she dies in some horrible or some, way, or she backstabs him. It wouldn't be my other. That option. is that's where I'm going. Either she dies, or if both her and John make it towards the end, and they're both getting closer to the Iron Throne. I she would back I would say she would backstab John ninety nine point nine percent before I see her taking. She's been working so hard for this. I, I exactly. can see her doing that too. I just I can't see her just being like, well, this was cool. I'm gonna bend a knee to you. I would see her go, no, you're bending a knee to me because we had that whole argument during not me and you, but like her and John mm-hmm. had that whole argument and that huge big dick contest the last season of like her name is. Daenerys, Khaleesi, king or queen of this, breaker of chains, da 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 da, la di da di da da, and then you've got Davos, which is basically like, it's Jon Snow, king of the north, winner of Battle of the Bastards. No, I don't it, have much to at say. At first, it's like, it's just, <laughs> oh, this is Jon, king of the north, and go like pauses, like shit, I forgot the rest of them. Exactly. Because when he finally got into his speech, mm-hmm. he like gave him like eighteen freaking titles. But it's like it was a big dick contest between who's got more titles. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I don't see it being all right, John. Here's the Iron Throne for you, just because I have your baby and you boinked me on that boat when we were going to Winterfell. I just the 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 other reason why I think the John and Daenerys thing is coming to a head or will come to a head is because of the look of worry on Tyrion's face when he realized what they were doing in that bedroom. Mm-hmm. Because you saw his face on that boat like, ah, uh, uh, this ain't going to be good. This can't be good for anybody. And I think that's going to be foreshadowing to, like, this is going to come to a head and they're going to clash. I guess we'll have to wait and see on that one. Final thing I want to ask you. No. <laughs> Final thing is give me a... Not hard prediction because we're far away from it. Yeah. But right now, how are you feeling? Who dies? Who doesn't? Sansa, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arya survives. Cersei, obviously. Obviously, dies. Yes. Okay. Uh, you well, you said obviously. Well, you just said survive. Like, oh, this person survives. Cersei, obviously. So it's like, so she obviously. I think survived. you. I, I'm sorry. I think obviously, obviously dies. dies. Okay. 
thought that was just obvious in general. <laughs> I didn't have to say it. Jamie, I think, would die. I think so, too. I yeah. think he dies in battle in in Brienne of Tart's arms. Yeah. Here's how I'm I'm going to map it out. He dies in Brienne of Tart's arms in battle. She goes battle craze, kills a whole ton of White Walkers or, like, whoever they're fighting, kills a bunch of them, but after a while, just bam, one stab in the back. And she's like, oh, and then she dies in kind of like a blaze of glory kind mm-hmm. of a thing because she secretly loved Jamie and watched him die in her arms. Yeah, I can see that being the option. Um, I'm like 50-50 on Brianna Tark dying. I think um, she does. She's not going to be that important to go all the way to the end. Yeah, but I mean, they don't always kill off everyone just mm-hmm. because they, oh, you're not important, kill it off. That's not always what they do. It's just, the cruel thing would be to kill Daenerys, but uh, fuck, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, you will always be my Khaleesi. He lives. She dies. Could you imagine? Just I'm, I know this is not going to be the dynamic. This is not mm-hmm. going to happen. But like, it's over talked. Like she's talking to someone after like finding out John's tech- Jorah. Jorah. Jorah lives. She dies. Would you imagine if I love you, Khaleesi? I know as much as she loves Khaleesi, mm-hmm. he also has a conscience and uh, has like mm-hmm. has bonded with John a little bit now. What you're talking about, Daenerys bonding with John? No, the other one, Jorah. <laughs> oh, okay. Especially going yeah. north together. Mm-hmm. What if um, he hears da- like Daenerys finds out John's technically um, supposed to be like the the rightful heir of the throne? Mm-hmm. She's like, okay, you know what? This is what we're gonna do. We're stabbing the back. And last minute, like right before she goes to like fall out her plan. Jorah goes, I apologize, my Khaleesi. And kills John? No. Or kills her? Her. Huh. Because he has a conscience still. Maybe. Especially bonding with John, seeing what kind of leader he is. I think that. He is for his, John's for his people. 100%. If I put my money on it right now, I would say Daenerys dies, John lives. Yeah. Well, could you imagine that being the the roundabout for Mm -hmm. the end of that? Yeah. Also bringing back his family's honor? Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. Fulfilling the job he was supposed to do too. Exactly. He was supposed Damn. to he was Kill supposed them. to do it. And it it's a long play there. I just <laughs> I feel like for me, Brienne of Tart dies, Jamie dies, Sansa dies, Bran I'm gonna say lives. Yeah, I'm gonna um, go to live on Bran. Daenerys dies. Um Tyrion, we haven't mentioned Tyrion. I don't know I if Tyrion live. dies. I don't know if he dies. I'm going to go with lives. I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't because he's been cheating death his entire life, basically. Exactly. Um, I'm going to say John lives. So, Cersei dies by the blade of Arya with Jamie's face on. Um, not like face off the movie. His face will be on. Um, Tyrion lives, John lives, Arya lives, Bran lives. And basically how it'll be is John will be on the Iron Throne, Arya will be Warden of the North because there'll be no King of the North. Yeah. The whole thing is how far, how far, this is the last thing I'll ask before I wrap up the podcast, how far does the Night King get? Because that's the one thing we haven't talked about is those White Walkers. They are through the wall, they are coming. I think they and make it to Winterfell, and then you think they they stop them at Winterfell, or do they get all the way to King's Landing, and we see an epic battle well, at King's Landing? Here's the thing: they're not going to go to King's Landing first. I feel like they would go to 
Well, they would reap through the entire north land. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to stop them at Winterfell or basically Winterfell Falls. True. It's not going to be, oh, we're just going to pass up Winterfell and go for King's Lane. No, they're going to, like you said, they're going to reap Ravage through the land. everything. Yeah. Everything. So you think they're stopped at Winterfell and Winterfell doesn't fall? Winterfell doesn't fall. Maybe even like reinforce like reinforcements come from Cersei mm-hmm. more so to kill them because isn't the golden well, compass army still coming over they're the, coming to yeah like she's gonna use that golden compass army yeah and that's a thing of I wonder if the night king and his army is gonna be an entire season thing because there's only six episodes mm-hmm. I could see it being the first three episodes are Night King based, whereas the last three episodes are all right. We got to turn our attention to Siri, to or to Cersei, not Siri, um, <laughs> Cersei, and it's basically Night King's the main enemy of the first three. Cersei and the Jon Snow Daenerys head are the main combatants of four through six. It's going to be interesting to see how everything plays out. But this is where you guys come in. Let us know what you guys think down below in that comment section. Also want to thank you guys for listening to the podcast today. Housekeeping here at the end. If you want to help support the channel, support Most Valid Podcast, please check out patreon.com backslash Most Valid Podcast. If you want to be on a Rick and Johnny podcast, you can join us at the $10 tier. You can join a Rick and Johnny podcast each and every month and talk about what you would like to talk about. Also, make sure to check our store down below in the description. Both you and I slacking today, not wearing the t-shirt. I almost wore it. But I decided to wear my Mighty Ducks uh, Ninja Turtle shirt instead. I am Groot. And you just went with the I Am Groot shirt, which is a higher pitched voice, Groot, because it's baby Groot. Well, I can't do that. I know. I'm sorry. You got to do the Vin Diesel so adult group. Sorry. Actually, he does all of them anyways. He does, anyways. Yeah, that's right. But also, you can check out the store on mostavailablepodcast.com. You can also catch MVP each and every day. And then, last but not least, if you're on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, Make sure to give the Rick and Johnny podcast a five-star rating, and then let us know why you like listening to the podcast, what you like about the podcast each and every week. want to thank you guys for watching on YouTube. want to thank you guys for listening on podcast services around the world. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.